0: Hello everyone, my name is Isaac Lorne, I'm joined by my co-host Seth Gallman. Hey
1: everyone, this is the Little Giants in a Big World podcast where we plan to interview alumni of Wabash College, asking how Wabash has helped them, how they got to where they are now, and what they actually do on a day-to-day basis. We also want to know how their Wabash experience prepared them for where they're at today.
0: Our goal for this podcast is to connect students and alumni, giving students the opportunity to hear about their fellow Little Giants and how they transitioned from college to the real world, giving practical advice and a great example to follow. Hopefully, this podcast serves to reconnect alumni to each other and back to the college. Today, we're joined by Zachary Carl, who's class of 2018.
1: He is currently an OR fellow that works at Lacey Diversified. Zach, thanks for joining the show. How are you doing today? I'm
2: doing well. Thanks for having
1: me here. And I'm
2: flattered to be the, the first guest ever, so I'll have to put that on my resume. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> this is
0: actually our first ever podcast. We're beginners to this. So... <laughs> So just to get us kicked off and started, we have a couple questions. Where are you from? How'd you end up at Wabash? Yeah,
2: so I'm originally from Poseyville, Indiana, uh, which most people don't know where that's at, but as a uh, reference point, it's 30 minutes west of Evansville. Um, so Poseyville lands 10 minutes from Illinois, 30 minutes from Kentucky. Um, so very Southern Indiana. Um, I landed at Wabash uh, primarily because my cousin went here. Um, and as I was searching for colleges during my senior year, he um, referred me to Chip Timmons, who at the time was the recruiter for the area. Um, Talked to Chip, he said, hey, just come visit, see if you like it. I visited, loved the people here, um, loved the atmosphere, um, and then really went on a gut feeling uh, because one, I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I didn't wanna go to a business school and limit myself. Um, And then also, Um, I just kind of had a gut feeling about it so I didn't apply anywhere
1: else or anything else so I just I just went for it
0: That's exactly how I was I applied just kind of that gut feeling I think it's gonna go well and obviously I ended up here so
1: See the uniqueness of the place and just can't turn it down (laughs) So we hear a lot about how Wabash College majors don't necessarily matter as much but I understand you were a financial economics major and you work in finance now So how have you seen that liberal arts education kind of cultivate in your work environment? Yeah, so I didn't come in initially thinking financial economics.
2: Um, so it had, nobody when I was a freshman as a senior graduated with it. So it was relatively new. Didn't really know the use cases for it. Um, I came in as an English major thinking I was going to go to law school. Um, very quickly figured out I did not want to do that. Uh, pivoted to finance or economics just in general just to try it out because I really liked Econ one hundred and one, and then really like the math part of econ, so focusing on financial economics. So I never really made the decision based off of post Wabash opportunities. It was all kind of like what I liked. And in terms of the Wabash education developing in the workplace, um, I don't think among my peers, I've really seen anybody use their major directly in the workplace. But that may be more applicable at like larger schools where it's fairly um, specific, but ultimately, what you're doing in the real, real world is just how hard can you work and how good are you at solving problems. And Wabash is excellent at kicking out individuals that are good at both of those things. Right. I um, think that's
1: reassuring for some of us <laughs> <here> especially.
2: <laughs> yeah, and in terms of like a non academic sense, I think um, the CID. Was very crucial in one connecting me with the right people to talk to to learn about the business world and then two giving me the Opportunities to prepare me to go into it um, There's some things like knowing Excel that are just super valuable in the business world right. That I maybe necessarily didn't get in the classroom, but still was able to obtain at Wabash through the CIBE
0: So you were in the CIBE you did a bunch of other things at school What were your kind of your summer internships like as you as you went through Wabash?
2: Yep, so I started off um, my first internship was through the lab program, which is now the BIP program. Um, started off with that, which kind of sparked my interest in entrepreneurial business concepts overall. Uh, sophomore year, ended up at a very small manufacturing plant in downtown Indianapolis. Uh, worked for a Wabash grad, Allen Pyle and that Derek Turner at a company called Connecta Corporation. Um, that experience was not finance related at all. Um, I got it because I was very late to the game in internships that year, and so I really had to take just what was given to me, Um, but ended up being a super valuable experience given that I could have a large effect on a very small company that was happening um, and doing a wide variety of things. Um, Junior year, I landed an internship at Eli Lilly as a finance intern. Great experience, but learned very quickly I didn't want to work for a big corporation Mm -hmm. um, just because that you can't have as much of an effect or responsibility as you can in a smaller organization. Um, so that was like kind of my hardcore finance, big company, well-known name internship. Um, and that that's how my summers materialized. There, there was some smaller stuff that I kind of did yeah. in between the eight weeks periods, but those
1: were the highlights. So let's flash back to senior year then. So you're looking for a job. You're trying to figure out what it is you want to do. Kind of explain your path from senior year to where you're at now? Um, Yeah, so,
2: you know, got back senior year on campus, uh, started applying for jobs, really just kind of shotgun, like spread, see what lands, keep talking to people. Um, Ended up talking to Connor Rice about the Or Fellowship. Um, He kind of sold, I think, both Jordan Hansen and I on it. Um, You talk to more people in the program, really liked it, kept going through that process. That one obviously materialized. Um, but there was some other stuff that was a little more stressful during that time period with, um, a, Jordan and I kind of went in tandem with what we were applying for. Oddly enough, like we kept going to the same interviews accidentally. Uh, but one that was often was we were going kind of the consulting route and we tried to, you know, everyone we talked to was like, you guys need to learn to do case study interviews. And we are like, yeah. okay, well we've never done one. So we we would just spend most of our like weekday nights, given our senior year schedule was pretty light. We'd start doing just like reading through case study materials, like practicing them. Um, and so that was an experience in itself, trying to learn a completely new way to interview. Most of the interviews you do for internships are relationship based, right. it's like where are you from, right. etc. But like this, but, <laughs> like, yeah, like this. Um, but that that those are those are pretty difficult. Um, but the, uh, none of those materialized. I ended up going through the whole process and, and that worked out. At no point did I ever feel really stressed about finding a job for a semester. Some people do. But um, when, when I would talk about it, I viewed it as like I was at a restaurant and it was like a buffet. Like I could, I have so many options that I could choose from that it, there's not a situation really that I come out of Wabash if you do the experiences right and you work hard that you're not going to have. Opportunities your senior year, so people will say no, but that, that didn't really stress me out because I was like, okay, well, there's like ten other things that I could do. Um, but overall, I found it not a stressful experience. It's it's wonderful to get to an idea of what types of companies are out there, um, what they do, um, etc. When you're trying to like determine what you want to do for
0: your career, you may not get your first choice right, but you just have to make a decision. So for seniors looking for a job right now, what any any major advice that you would give them?
2: Um I th- I think number one is especially as like a, a senior year in general, like I, I wouldn't stress out about the job search, especially if you've had if you've had two internships before you're searching for a job senior year, you're probably already more better off than ninety percent of the applicants. Um so I wouldn't really stress out about it and make it a fun experience. Right. Um don't stress out about not getting the job just be like be happy to be learning and going through the experiences and be confident that yeah i can like i can get this job if they say no that's fine there's other people who will want me in this experience um so i think the best advice is just have a good mentality about it and not be too stressed about deciding on that first job um, because most decisions you make they're going to result in a good experience
0: yeah, even for me right now, I'm kind of stressed about finding an internship for this summer. So that's, yeah. that's good advice to hear. Just yeah, we're definitely
1: we're definitely at that point right now, <laughs> sophomore year, trying to get ahead of the game a little bit. But um, yeah. so with with LDI, where you're at right now, what is your day to day? What is it that you're mainly working on on a daily basis?
2: Yep. So I'm a business analyst at LDI, um, and I primarily work in the strategy and operations of the companies that we currently own. So LDI is a family office, private equity company, um, and we own three different companies. Um, I'm not as involved in the process of finding new companies and buying or, or selling our existing companies. My job is really involved in we have this company, how do we drive value? So as a business analyst, I don't I, my job description doesn't have a set day-to-day. If you try to like, write a business analyst description, it'd be wild, but um, the projects that I'm currently focused on, um, one is uh, developing uh, our e-commerce presence for one of our operating companies. So I run and manage the Amazon account from the inventory to the pricing, um, to running the analysis on, on any advertising spend we're doing. Um, that's one component of my job. And another one, um, I manage the sales inventory um, reporting for one of our operating companies using a platform called Power BI. Um, We use that pretty extensively to deliver customer level information to the sales reps. Um, Along with that comes a lot of what's called market modeling. So basically, my boss and I will sit down and we're trying to get to the numbers as what is the total market that we could possibly reach how much of it do we currently have, and what do we need to do to get to that level that we want? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of helping our companies do a three to five year strategy. Um, that's not in my day to day. That's like a quarterly basis right. kind of thing. So, yeah. I guess to summarize all that, in my day to day, it's it's really focused on running the the e-commerce platform um, and managing that sales inventory um, reporting via Power BI. Gotcha. So you're an Or fellow too.
0: Yeah. So you're still in that program, right?
2: Yeah, so um, I'm in the OR fellowship, which OR fellowship is focused on developing the next generation of business leaders in, in Indianapolis. Um, the OR fellowship is is not my employer. My employer is still LDI. Gotcha. Um, but I'm a, a part of the OR fellowship, which is a larger, broader group of people who are distributed across Indianapolis, working at companies like Lev or, or Less and Lee, all the way to you know IU Health and um, Roche. Um that that social circle is a little bit different because, um, Or Fellowship is a nonprofit that's run by the fellows that are currently in it. Um, so, for example, I'm the director of finance, so um, I run all of our accounting reports, manage our bank account, um, manage invoices, uh, all, all of the things that a finance director at a normal company would do, um, and then. That, that's my main purpose in Orfellowship, Fellowship, but there's people who do a variety of things, such as managing the recruiting, managing our marketing, um, et cetera.
0: So that's really interesting. So it's kind of like a club, almost, so the leadership's passed down from year to year, almost, or? Yeah, no,
2: so yeah, the leadership changes completely every single year. And
0: you guys do all the interviews, like recruitment, all that, for the next round of Orfellows? Fellows? Yeah,
2: up until a certain point. So at one point um, in the process, the board members of the organization take over, um, but for... You know, 80% of the cuts and the, the choices that are made are made by the, the current group of, of fellows. Um, so right now we're kind of in the, in the midst of recruiting, our application closes in a, in a couple of days, um, but we're, we're going through and right after it closes, we'll look through the names and then we'll choose who we send on to the next portion. and.
1: Uh, go from there. So after two years of the ORF Fellowship, correct? That's yep. how long you're in it. Do you stay, do you have the option to stay with your host company or do you look for other opportunities or how does that work? Yeah.
2: So it's often a discussion between yourself and your host company. Um, so oftentimes, I, I can't remember the exact number, but roughly 70% of people will either stay at their own host company that they're currently at or they'll move to a different host company within the OR network. They may have said, hey, I had a great experience here. I wanna try something else. They may say, hey, I love what I'm doing. I wanna keep doing it. Um, the other 30%, either A, go to grad school, B, go to a host company outside of the network. Um, but in, in the broader sense, and the goal of OR fellowship is how do we retain talent in Indianapolis? Cause that's, we wanna develop the next generation business mm-hmm. leaders in, in Indianapolis. Um, you know, we see 90, 5% roughly, of the people who complete the program stay in Indianapolis, uh, which is our real goal that's that we want yeah. to succeed city. at, yeah, which is awesome. Um, but in terms of whether or not you get an offer from your host company, often you do, but it's also a discussion between yourself is that, am I a right fit for the company and mm-hmm. does the company think I'm a right fit for them?
0: So what do you think you're going to do after your two years? That's, that's
2: the million dollar question right there. Yeah. So I'm really having that discussion right now um, with... with my company um, in terms of does what I'm doing right now align with my long term career goals and what do I want to do after or fellowship and it's kind of like analysis paralysis you have a million different options coming out of the program with the experiences that you've had um, but what do you do it's like okay I, I don't know uh, but um, yeah that, that's I, I'm not set on any location or really any company. What I'm looking for is what is gonna give me the best experience that'll advance my career the fastest. If that's um, staying at LDI, I love
1: LDI and I love the people that I work with, Uh, but we'll see, that's to be determined. (laughs) Now uh, at Wabash, students like us hear all the time about networking and how important it is to just build your personal network. Um, How have you seen that play out as you've gotten to the workplace after college? Yeah, so I think, I think the first place that I saw it was just
2: primarily with my relationship with um, Roland. So Roland Marin, the head of the CIB and career services. Um, if I had not developed a relationship with Roland and, and learned from him and connected with the people that he connected me to, I definitely would not be in the position that, that I'm in um, currently. Um, what I can't say is I really haven't had an ex- like one of those classic Wabash experiences where you're sitting down at a lunch and someone makes you a job offer out of nowhere just right. because you have connected with them <laughs> um, I haven't had that materialize to me you obviously hear stories about yeah. that I, I haven't had that happen but I will say that uh, from people much wiser and older than me that's overwhelmingly been the piece of advice that they give is that at, at this point in the game of our career once you're out of college like GPA is not as important. People don't care about it as much. Your experiences are kind of important, but that's just something for you to speak on. It's really who you know at that point mm-hmm. that will give you the opportunity that you're seeking and have confidence in you. So, so so what do you think is the best way to meet people like that then? So I think overall people underestimate how willing people would be to just talk as from a simple just like LinkedIn message or email. Um, because most people have that same thought, like, oh, this person wouldn't be willing to talk to me. Oftentimes they're not getting as much like, ask as you think they are. Mm-hmm. So it's worth it just to reach out and the worst they say is, is no. I, I would say we have such a tool in LinkedIn that LinkedIn yeah. is probably the best tool for reaching out to someone that you want to, to connect with. Um, otherwise, it's just like you met them at a business event, you have their business card, pretty, call, pretty easy, um, but... Overall, LinkedIn is an amazing tool to find people with the experiences that you want um, and that, you know, went to Wabash because you can filter by Wabash College. I want to see people who are in investment
1: banking. Okay, cool. There's a whole list, so. And hey, you mentioned some of your long-term goals earlier. What, what would those be? What do you see those being in the future for you? Um, yeah, so my definite one long-term goal is to start my own company.
2: Um, I don't want to be, what, what I would call like, this isn't a negative when I say this, but in the in the service industry, um, a lot of finance roles are involved in managing client relationships and working for another person upon their best behalf. Right. Um, I know at some point that I really like autonomy and independence, so I need to to start my own thing. Now, what that is, I, I don't know. But uh, my long-term goal is definitely to run my own company. And in order to succeed at that, I need to have a wide variety of experiences that prepare me to do that b- before I feel comfortable dumping the capital and time that would be necessary to do that.
1: it's awesome.
0: So just in that, I guess grown right off that question, is that kind of your idea of success then? Would it be start your own company, work for yourself, be your own boss? Is that your idea of success or is it something different? I, I would say from a professional standpoint,
2: that's my idea of success now from like a, a personal right. and relationship wise, there's a million different ways to do with that. With Like mm-hmm. I want a white picket fence yard and three kids and a <laughs> dog named Tahoe. But um, yeah, professionally, that's definitely like my idea of success um, is that I one day do start my own thing and am financially comfortable enough to, to give back to where I want to give
1: back and really do whatever I want without the financial stress. So
0: yeah.
1: That's awesome. So flashing back to your Wabash experience, was there anything you feel like you missed out on or that you regret not doing?
2: I don't know if I have any distinct regrets that come to my head. I I think I looked at my time at Wabash, I think I had a a really good group of of seniors that I, I talked with while I was a freshman and had the mindset the entire time that would I regret something if I didn't do it? And so that resulted in me in doing like quite a few things that I, you know, I necessarily didn't like love at the time, but were really positive experiences. Um, I would say the one thing that I could have done better, not necessarily as like getting involved in a certain aspect of Wabash or mm-hmm. anything like that, was realizing earlier on how open people are to talking to you. Um, I was definitely one of the people, freshman, sophomore, junior even, was like, oh, don't, I don't feel qualified enough to ask this person the right questions or, or to talk to them in that sense. So I think I missed out on a lot of, I had great internships, I had great experiences. I probably missed out on certain experiences that would have accelerated me in a certain path, but um, I don't necessarily regret that. I just probably didn't do it to the best of my ability.
0: All right. So we wanted to have a section that is like five or six quick questions. That's like a sentence answer. No more. Just like a 10 second answer. And we're just kind of rattle them off. Got it. All right, let's do it. So what's your favorite business book? If you have one. Could just be favorite book
1: in general. Ooh, that's, that's, uh, what's the one that's reading? um, Wow.
2: It's like the art of writing by someone. I can't remember it because I'm reading it right now. I'm like halfway through. It's a book about writing and how to write correctly. It's not necessarily a direct business book, but my boss gave it to me and it has greatly enhanced my ability to like write executive summaries and business reports. I will get back to you with the actual name. (laughs) Art
0: of writing. So how much sleep do you get a night? Six hours. Only six? Roughly. I'm not a big sleeper. How How many hours do you work a week? Sixty. What do you think is the most important quality in a person? Curiosity. What do you think? What is? Who is one famous person that has inspired you? Uh, I actually don't think of the like
2: famous people. I don't know. Who? Who is one person? Oh, I know. You? Now that I think. Um. Oh man, who is a? Uh, he was an offensive lineman at the University of Arkansas. Uh, it was this big dude. Was he an NFL guy? Or no, now he ended up in the well. He almost ended up in the NFL. He died tragically in a truck accident. His name was like Braden something, but like his story was absolutely amazing. Uh, go to the next one. I got this. learn. Right.
0: So, what do you do to relax? I run. Oh, run. What is the best advice you've ever received? just in like a couple words. I know what this phrase is.
2: Basically the summary of the phrase is have strong opinions, but be willing to change that opinion. So come in thinking you're right, but also
0: accepting that you could be wrong. That's, that's good advice for anybody. And then kind of just to conclude overall the podcast, what's one thing you would tell your 20 year old self? as a sophomore in college.
2: Probably just not to be scared to, to network. I was really terrible at that. Like, I was truly awful. So, I would tell them to stop being soft and just reach out to people and don't be scared of that. So all right
1: well all right well that concludes the first episode of little giants in a big world a special thank you to zach carl for joining us today i hope everyone has a good weekend thank you